Well, if you'd turn with me to John chapter 17, we'll be looking at verse 3, but I would like to read verses 1 through 3. Brothers and sisters, in reverence for the word of God, would you please rise? Verses 1 through 3. This is the living, inerrant word of God. Jesus spoke these words. That was the previous four chapters of John. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Father, thank you. This is your word, and we are your people. Thank you for your spirit uh, filling us to uh, help us understand this precious uh, prayer that you have given and are giving for us. We love you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and we commit our hearts now to you. Help us to have hearts ready to come in communion with you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in verse 2, we saw, as, and as we just read, the Father gave his Son, gave our Lord Jesus Christ authority over all flesh. And that then, with that authority, uh, the Lord would give eternal life to all those who are given to him. And now in verse 3, we see that the Lord clarifies a little bit for us, something that is hard for us to comprehend because we're finite. Uh, it clarifies what eternal life is. And as I said in the overview two weeks ago, so that was the beginning of this series of John 17, which I believe will take some months. But I said at that time that really I feel this is beyond me or anyone really to explain uh, fully um, because it's an awesome prayer. And it's deeper than it looks in its simplicity. This is the prayer of our mighty and our awesome Lord, who is the Lord of life. And I, the verse that came to my mind, even, and I'm working, I spend much more time on these meditations as, as I can remember in any case over these years. And because I really want to understand this, I want to explain it, even in, in its seeming simplicity. And may the Lord give me wisdom, because I, I keep thinking of the verse David said, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, it is high, I cannot attain it. I'm asking the Lord, though, to help us understand. He wants us to understand how he is praying for us. And it is, of course, explained through the word of God, uh, but it must be spiritually discerned. It must be understood by the illumination of the Holy Spirit. And may the Lord open our eyes even now. So most would say, if they were asked, uh, if someone asked you, what is eternal life? That, you know, you'd probably say, well, it is the, the life we have forever with the Lord after we die. And you would be right to that, to that degree. But we see in this prayer by the Lord for us that eternal life is not just about the length of time, or I guess you'd actually more appropriately say timelessness of life after death, as we usually think of eternal life. Matthew Henry said this in his commentary. He had a number of things, but I just picked two uh, to help us to understand. He said, eternal life is the happiness of an immortal soul in the vision of an eternal God. Happiness of an immortal soul in the vision of an eternal God. And then he had another one later on. He said, it is a, eternal life is a life which transcends this life as much in excellency as it does in duration. We can't understand the duration, but you know, it, it transcends. That life 
which we are even a part of now, and I'll make that point in a minute, transcends this life as much as it does in duration. In this text, and in this part of this prayer, the Lord defines eternal life in two ways, but really, he's defining it uh, in one person. At first, he said this, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God. This is the Lord Jesus saying, this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God. So Lord Jesus here is in, in a, a loving, exalting, humble way even, uh, exalting his Father in heaven. And so eternal life is knowing God, uh, is the knowledge of the only true and living God, he is saying, uh, our Heavenly Father. Meaning, not just uh, mental assent or understanding, but the relationship here he's talking about that we have in Christ, the growing relationship that we have with our Creator. Job 42, verse 5. If you don't know this verse, one of the key verses of Job. Job, this is after his friends um, spoke to him uh, and uh, told him many things that were hard and and wrong. Um, But he listened and then he spoke to the Lord and he complained and then the Lord spoke to him. And after that, he said this. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. So he'd heard a lot. He'd heard a lot. I'd heard of you. I knew a lot. But now my eye sees you in a way that he hadn't seen him before, before all of the, that he went through. He didn't really know God. May we here not be content with just knowledge. We have plenty of knowledge. Praise the Lord. But may it turn us to the living God. May we delight in him. Uh, Phil loaned me a book, which is probably, uh, probably uh, he shouldn't do that probably because he doesn't always get them back. Uh, but, and this is, a, this is by Malcolm Web- Weber, and it's from a book called To Enjoy Him Forever. It's a great book. I'm really loving that book. I didn't even know it was existent until this week. And a couple quotes related to this. He said, by offering, this, by the Lord, by the Lord offering glimpses of himself to our mind's comprehension, God intends to inspire in us a seeking after the experience of the same things that we understand. Okay, kind of a long sentence. So we're understanding some things, but we need to go beyond that. And he intends for us to go beyond that. So he gives us glimpses of himself to our mind's comprehension. And it has to start there, right? And then he says, uh, it's a longing that we not merely be acquainted with him, but that we experience intimate fellowship with him. Should be our longing. May it be so here. And then it says, God wants this... This I thought was the best quote. God wants the discrepancy between our intellectual knowledge of him and our heart experience to frustrate us. I thought that was great. In the sense of provoking us to dissatisfaction with a purely theoretical and academic Christianity and two, to prod us and goad us to seek an experiential and real Christianity. Again, may it be so in this congregation. Eternal life is knowing our Heavenly Father's Son as our mediator, whom our Father sent to save us. And we were invited to come to the Father through the Son. Another key verse, I think, as we think of this uh, passage, this verse today, is in 1 John. 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. And here the Apostle John tells us that Jesus is also the true God and eternal life, just as he referred to his Father. 
In 1 John 5, it says, we are, we are in him who is true in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Jesus is the true God and eternal life. Exactly what he said about his father. And this verse in John 17 tells us that the father and the son are the nature of eternal life and the way to it. And so we begin to know and we begin to enjoy uh, life eternal now by his grace, by his calling, after regeneration, as we grow in knowing the Lord, the only true God. There is no life, there is no eternal life without the Lord Jesus Christ, obviously. There is no salvation, there's salvation in no one else, but there's no other name given on, among given among heaven, for there's no other name given under heaven, thank you, by which we must be saved. Thank you, David. So, salvation in no one else. He is the way and the truth and the life. And praise God, we can have a growing knowledge of what eternal life is and will be as we commune with him now. Those that are, this is a good quote by Matthew Henry again. Those that are acquainted with God and Christ are already in the suburbs of life eternal. We're already heading that way. Interesting quote from a man hundreds of years ago. We're already in the suburbs of life eternal. And as we see him and know him and worship him uh, as we are doing today, we are knowing in some measure our eternal life. What does that mean? We are experiencing it, we're experiencing him, and we're preparing for this that he's promised in the Lord Jesus. And I keep praising God more and more as I go home on the, on the Lord's Day and I think of the great blessing of worshiping with the saints, knowing and, and, and experiencing eternal life, I guess you could say, as I and we see the Lord Jesus together. As we sing praises, as we already have, which we will do forever together, as we are reminded of who he is in his precious eternal word, and as we commune with him in every way that he has blessed us to be able to do so. And even through this uh, brief partaking of these elements here this morning, which remind us in a visual, visual way and in a physical way of the cost of our eternal life. And we're reminded of who is eternal life, which is what this verse is pointing to. Life eternal, life with purpose and hope is the Lord our God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, in whom we see the only perfect relationship as the eternal Godhead reveal themselves to us. So may we now delight in this eternal life that we have in Christ, this relationship with the one who is eternal and who in love brought us into his eternal family. Let's pray. The Lord, you are the eternal one, the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. And we are here to remember in this communion that eternal life is in you. Eternal joy we have in relating with you for eternity is possible only in you. And you have revealed yourself to us through your eternal word and through the atoning work of the living word, our Lord Jesus Christ. Oh Lord, that we would now receive these elements with awe and with reverence of who you are and joy and delight that we are granted eternal life and we can know our Savior. May we rejoice now in you. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen.